Dallas? Do you want to talk about fantasy football? <laughs> All right. Welcome back to the Fantasy Templar. So we've been gone a while. Uh, I was in the middle of a move, and there was a missing episode that not only didn't get uploaded, it got... It just disappeared. I don't know what happened to it. Uh, I'm very upset, but I uh, apologize for that. So we're now into week two without a week one episode. That's what happened. All right. So I'm going to go over a quick highlight from episode one to um, kind of recap what it is. And so week one episode, I just want to talk about like, you know, how, how all the drafting went and, you know, what we're going to be dealing with this year. Um, so here's my official uh, lead breakdown. I have, I'm in nine leads. Um, one of them is Dynasty. Two of them are Mega Tournaments. Uh, one is the, the famous uh, Megalobol uh, uh, from the Fantasy uh, Footballers, one of my favorite podcasts. And the other one is the Down Under uh, Tournament uh, down in Australia. And I got to tell you, that's the one I'm really worried about because that's the first time that I did my Fantasy lead platform and I fucking hated it like a lot and I'm gonna be diving into actually you know what that's probably gonna be a bit be a good off off season um episode where I can just kind of uh, contract and compare all the platforms that are out there depending on what you want to do with your lead and how much control you want to have so make a mental note of that I'll probably dig into that so uh yeah one dynasty two mega tournament uh both of them are PPR uh redraft uh, one is a 2014 uh, 2-12 uh, uh, 12, 12 team lead compete against each other uh, for the grand prize. And the cool thing about that is the buy-in is a bottle of bourbon. Um, and I'll talk more about that later. Uh, the other, and then the rest, the other four are redrafts, uh, PPR, because I only play PPR. And two of, two of those uh, uh, of the four are 10 team leads. And I want to talk about that real quick. Don't try to get 12 teams. Don't try to force it if you're going to have one of those people that, one or two of those people that just, that just aren't going to participate. If you've got 10 guys that are just going to freaking go hardcore all season, set their lineup, pay attention to waiver wire, just create a 10 team lead and make it a deep 10 team lead. Like where you have, it's almost like a dynasty format, but it's still redraft. Um, that, that makes it fun, but, but unfortunately, there's just, just not a lot on the waiver wire. So, um, yeah, and then uh, my, my ninth one is a, a DFS lead, which is kind of fun, except I hate everybody in that lead, and that's why I, I like taking their money. So, and I'm also co-manager of one lead um, that uh, for my old college thing. So, all right. So, that, that's how my lead is kind of set up. Um, my bankroll this year for best ball is a hundred dollars. No, no, it's one hundred fifty dollars. So we'll see how that. I'm I'm actually tracking it. Um, I did uh, pre-draft and I did during the draft. So we'll see how that um, pans out. See what my payout is. Most of them were three to five dollars. I did one twenty-five dollar one. Um, so yeah, one hundred fifty dollar bankroll for best ball across a lot of platforms. FanDuel, DraftKings, my favorite uh, underdogs. Um, if you haven't done underdog underdogs kept me alive during my fantasy football drought during the summer. I had so much fun doing that. Um, however, I don't think I'm going to win any money because 
just—it's just better to wait until the end of like preseason and training camp to do that stuff. It's more likely to get you more bang for your buck. Um, all right. So, and then my total uh, besides the bottle of bourbon, uh, my total bankroll for my um, the eight other fantasy leagues are—it's about five hundred. Couple of one hundred ones, couple of twenty-five dollar ones. So, yeah, hopefully we'll make some money this year. All right. So, week one results were bad. I'm gonna tell you why it was bad for me. Because um, I'm trying to get this podcast off the ground. People have been coming to me for advice, and they won all my advice, but I didn't win. So, out of all the leads, I only won two games. The rest I lost. And there's two things that kind of contributed to that. Um, I screwed up on the defense. Like, I had Jacksonville defense uh, against Houston. That didn't work out. Um, I had Raheem Moses everywhere. Like, he was just a valued pick. I had him everywhere. And he went down after two fucking plays. I can't tell you the knot that my stomach when I saw that happen. Now, he did two runs, both for 10 yards. It shows, shows, you know, his talent and stuff. But two fucking plays. Now, I drafted him knowing that he was going to get hurt. But I think, like, oh, he'll be, he'll be good until like week five, and then he'll go down. Um, not two fucking plays on the first game. <sighs> and so we'll talk about that in a minute. The other thing that, like, happened a lot, I put uh, Callaway as a flex, and obviously he didn't produce at all. Uh, however, I'm not dropping him. I'm stashing him on my bench for now. Him and Brandon Ayuk uh, are both staff. They did not perform well. Um, Brandon Ayuk really disappointed me because, like, the one team that I'm a, uh, the one lead that I'm a co-manager in, uh, when we drafted him, I pushed to uh, take him earlier than normal. And he's like, man, I really think we should grab... It was between Brandon Ayuk and Melvin Gordon. And I thought Brandon Ayuk was a better value than Melvin Gordon because they was like in the sixth round. And Melvin Gordon obviously did pretty well. And I'm looking like a fool. So, Brandon Ayuk, Callaway didn't do well. I messed up on defense on a couple of them. But, I mean, defense is just so hard to predict. Um, I did pick up... Um, the Saints and one. It's just the kind of like I was desperate, and uh, that's one of the ones I won. So, what I'm telling myself is what I'm going to tell you guys. Week one is waiver wire panic. Week one is get rid of your whole team. I've done that in the past. I'm trying not to do that this year. That's why I haven't dropped Callaway yet. I want to see if he what they do next week. Um, more this week, week two, and I'm watching people drop everything. Like, I'm already starting to see people drop uh, J.D. McKendrick, and I think I'm going to go grab him to see what he does on Thursday night. Because um, I, I got a gut feeling. I didn't like what I saw with Antonio Gibson, even though I, I went after him hardcore in a bunch of, in half of my league in the second round. Um, so be calm. Don't panic. Panic time comes week two. Week two gives you, like, a strong enough sample base where you kind of see where, you know, things are going. And, you know, a lot of times people, and this is why you don't draft rookies. A lot of times people will draft rookies and 
you know, they'll drop in the first three weeks. That's, that's when I start picking them up, especially if I see production value. If, are they on the field? How long are they on the field for? That kind of stuff. So, and the easiest way to do that is you don't need to pay for any premium uh, service or anything. Just go to, um, like a lot of the platforms have a snap count percentage. That's just a great way to tell you, like, are they on the field? You know, if the if the snap count is like, you know, less than like 30%, they're not hitting on the field and you're not, you don't need them, you don't need them on the team. So, however, be careful, you know, I did this last year where I had this guy that I kept waiting to break out. All of a sudden, week six, he doesn't, he doesn't feel like 80% of the time gets maybe two targets. Doesn't catch him. I won't tell you who it is. Um, so I had, uh, I held on to him too long. I should have just dropped him after week two. So be calm. Don't panic. It's only week one. Take advantage of everybody else's overreaction. There are a couple of drop candidates. Um, Henry Rudd comes to mind. I don't think Brandon Edwards too. He's on like he he's on the line where everybody's like, oh, he got he almost got a touchdown. And he got he produced some points. And I'm like, but until not, not until like the fourth quarter, and that means it's garbage time, which can work. But I'm gonna wait. Like there was, there was one lead where I went after you know. Uh, Michelle, the running back from, um, excuse me, Mitchell, the running back from uh, uh, San Fran, the number one waiver wire ad of the week. Um, and like he was, he was my scapegoat because I'd rather have Mitchell. All right, so let's talk about that real quick. Uh, uh, I cut my hair way too short this time. Um, Raheem Moses, had him everywhere, caused me to lose most of my games. Um, I have. A good amount of stock in Sherman because I was planning on it was not wasn't a draft strategy. I didn't want to I don't want to talk about it because you don't want I don't like handcuffs that much. But I knew Mojo would get hurt and go down. Did I think it was to be the first fucking drive of the first game? No. But I had I had Sherman a lot and um I was able to get Mitchell um because I got lucky because I lost um and one or two leads. However and I also picked up Hasty too, who would who would active that game and would use a uh, special team kind of third down a little bit of both. Um, I don't know what's going on with the San Fran running backs right now, and I don't fucking like Kyle Shannon. Like the reason he like he didn't—I had no idea. And I follow fantasy football news pretty closely. I didn't know Brandon Ayuk wasn't going to be wide receiver three. He was wide receiver four. Uh, they put Trent Sofield out there, um, who I did pick up in my dynasty league. Uh, and, like, I didn't see it coming. So I had him as my wide receiver two. And, of course, he got, like, zero points. So I'm mad at Kyle Shanahan. And I should be. Like, the record shows he, he just does whatever he wants on game day. And you can't predict what's going to happen. Either that or the beat reporters in San Fran suck. I don't, I don't, I don't believe that. I take that back. I'm sorry, guys. Please, please don't cancel me. Um, the beat reporters struggle probably just as much as we do to try to figure out what Kyle Shanahan is going to do. Um, all of my uh, San Fran running back, I have a, I have a San Fran running back in every single league because they do produce high. Mitchell is who I think is going to start because something's going on with Trey Sermon that we don't know about. Um, either he's not practicing well enough to 
get Kyle Shanahan, like, you know, blessing, or I don't know. But unless it's truly desperate, I'm putting all on the bench until I get a little bit more information from San Francisco. Um, yeah. And same goes for uh, Bernie Ayuk. I'm benching him until I see something. Debo Samuel, all day long. I I wasn't able to grab Debo in any of my leagues, and I'm freaking regretting it now. Um, oh, this just popped up. Will Fuller's out for week two for personal reasons. Okay, um, I just got this. I don't know what this is, uh, but I'm definitely putting it in my IR spot as soon as we're done recording. Um, he's not a drop candidate for me yet, but he's going to fly up the the chopping block. Um, he's going... I haven't seen anything yet because of his suspension last year. He became at, at a value. Wasn't available week one because of his suspension. Personal problems, I don't know what that means. I mean, death in the family. If you're dealing with, you know... I, like, I don't have enough information right now, but, like, definitely... Uh, if you have Will Fuller, stop, stop listening to this right now. Go out there and put him in your IR spot and grab a, a random running back. Um, always grab random running back because you never know who's going to pop. If uh, Hades out there from the San Fran, grab him. Damian Williams, I'm, I'm watching just in case David Montgomery goes down. Um, who else can I go out there and grab? Um, I picked up uh, Sterling Shepard. I'm... I like what I saw last week in that horrible game, but I've I picked up Dylan Shepard a lot at a, a throw me on because like he's becoming consistent, like 12, 13 points every week. That's a flex play right there. Um, so yeah, go go grab Dylan Shepard. Don't don't let anybody else burn their fab on the um, the running back. You get you get Dylan Shepard for free right now. So yeah, I don't know what to do about that. If you watch the Monday night game, Raiders versus Baltimore, I'm a closet Raiders fan. I just don't like the uh, the ownership, um, kind of like with Washington. But, man, that stadium looked beautiful. And the Raiders played their freaking heart out. That was a great game, great win for the Raiders. Um, do not go get Jay, uh, Jay Jones. <laughs> he got that one touchdown. There's a reason why he was wide open. Nobody freaking guards him. He never gets any passes. So... Alright, I think that's all I'm going to have today. It's going to be a short one. We've got a lot going on. Um, like I said, week one, don't panic. Hopefully I'll win more games next week instead of two. Never trust. Who, you don't know who's going to start. So, if you have a bunch of San Francisco running backs like I do, always get up early on Sunday and double check what they're saying. Um, as close to game time as possible and always have a backup option because whoever doesn't start doesn't get any points. This is not a, this is still a one-man show. This is not a committee, but you don't know who's going to be that, that workhorse that game, and that's the most frustrating. So, all right, till next time, next time guys. Hopefully we'll have some more decorations up in the house to get a little bit better lighting. A lot of work to do. See you all next time.